Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Alarmy. Before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Here's a preview of our Little Alarms series, only available on Patreon. And this is my little alarm. Okay. Is that I have a reaction to something and I don't know what it is. Mm. I will give you guys a couple of options and maybe we can do a poll to the <laughs> Patreon subscribers. What? We love a poll. <laughs> we love a poll. What do you think Chris got hives from? And oh. I'll give you a couple, three options. Okay. Okay. Now... I had shrimp for lunch. Okay. But this happened at 9 p.m. So I don't think okay. it was the shrimp. A few I think hours. It, I had shrimp for dinner last night, Ooh. and I don't have hives now. Right. Well, ruling okay. that out for you. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey, 
Kale Army, this week we're doing a special re-release of one of our first ever episodes, The Donner Reed Party. And it's actually a very special episode because it was the first time that producer Clayton was ever on the show. Clayton. I'm here. He's here. And, and I he, was there. Yeah. Full circle. I wasn't there. <laughs> Chris was not there. I'm not. Yeah. I wasn't there. But it's okay. Because I like listening to this rewind because you guys sound so young and vibrant and full of life. As mm -hmm. opposed to now, they're very dead sounding and sad. Yeah. What a, what a difference four years uh, can make, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So please enjoy this episode and stay tuned for Thursday's Aftermath. We are going to be speaking to guest expert Eric R. Ebel. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Man, we've got a super intense tragedy today. The Donner Party. Now, I've been camping twice in my life. And both times, I've always thought, how long could I survive in the wilderness before I had to eat my husband and my friends? It's a legit question that some people have had to ask themselves, including the Donner Party. The Donner Party was a group of American pioneers that set out for California in a wagon train. The sweet spot for departure was usually in mid to late April, but for unknown reasons, the Donner Party didn't leave Independence, Missouri until mid-May. They were the last major pioneer train of 1846, and their late start left little room for error. Unfortunately, they were delayed by a series of mishaps, mistakes, and weather-related setbacks, and spent the winter of 1846 to 1847 snowbound in the Sierra Nevada. The part of their story that you probably remember from history class is that at some point, the pioneers ended up resorting to cannibalism in order to survive. Fun facts, AKA death stats. There were roughly 87 members of the Donner Party. Only 47 survived. Of the people who got stranded, half were under 18 years old and six were infants. 16 people out of the 87 in the Donner Party were under four years old. All of the Donner children were left orphaned. Only two families, the Reeds and the Breens, survived the ordeal intact. No adult over the age of 49 survived. There were 54 males and 33 females, but more women survived than men. Findings from those who survived support the argument that females are better able than males to withstand conditions marked by famine and extreme cold. So today we have uh, one of my dearest friends, Clayton Early, on uh, the show. Clayton, hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? <laughs> also, a, my dear friend, thank you for saying yes, that. Yes, we're dear, dear, dear. <laughs> Um, now, Clayton, when I was thinking about people that I wanted to bring in for the Donner Party, mm -hmm. uh, I thought of, okay, so here's a little backstory, everyone. Clayton and I are in a sketch comedy group together. We've been friends since college. Mm -hmm. We've spent a lot of time traveling together. This is true. Yeah, as a sketch group. <laughs> and, you know, Clayton and I are kind of the, the parents of the group. This is 
Very true. <laughs> and uh, we, we, when we were touring as a sketch comedy group, there were a lot of logistics that Clayton and I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And uh, for instance, you know, we, we'd get uh, everyone in the in the sketch group to. We had to get eight people to travel to a college, mm-hmm. you know. That's a huge undertaking for someone who can barely take care of themselves. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I'm reminded of this time that we were, I, it was one of our early college shows, and you showed up, you were in charge of all the money, mm. and you you were in charge of giving us all stipends. <laughs> yeah. And back when we were official. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Clayton showed up that morning with eight envelopes. They all had $40 in each envelope and every envelope had a a people's names on it. So it was like Rebecca Mm -hmm. Delgado. I think you even made one for yourself. I'm pretty (laughs) sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody else got one. I want one too. And I just want to say like, this is why I think you're perfectly, um, you're perfect for this episode. You don't trust even yourself right. that you are going to remember to give someone uh, their money. Or you also don't trust that someone might not steal your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also don't trust that uh, you'll, you won't lose the money, right? Right. So that kind of like insanity and anxiety that comes with travel Mm-hmm. is really special. I feel like something that's coming to my mind related to this is that on one of our first road trips, this is back in the days of MapQuest and there were no Google Maps, <laughs> we printed out a very detailed you know, list of directions from MapQuest and we were driving out of New York City. We were going to South Carolina, I think. Yes. And we instantly, we left New York, crossed the George Washington Bridge, got into New Jersey where there was a maze of highways and immediately missed our exit. And we were like, well, <laughs> we don't know what we're going now. We literally don't know what to do because you can't backtrack and there's only this printed thing. <laughs> I remember it vividly. We could have died and eaten each other if it were olden times. I was in the pa- I was in the uh, co-pilot seat. Yes. And uh, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't even from New York. <laughs> I hadn't been outside New York City right. Right. on a highway. So, uh, you know, travel is intense. Mm-hmm. You know, travel... You know, we we have planned many outings and uh, many things together. So I was like, who would never let the kind of thing that happened to the Donner Party? Who would never let that happen? I think what would be in, what's interesting about us is we tend to uh, line up pretty frequently. Yeah. Like we we tend to like have the same amount of caution or rationale. What would be interesting which I think from what I know about like brief history of the Donner party is if there's a new dynamic, a new personality with a strong opposing view. And that is where we would be like, what do we do with this person? If there now? was another Clayton. <laughs> yeah. But at, like opposite Clayton. But we'll call him uh, Jeff. Yeah. God, Jeff. Ugh. So yeah, so we've planned a lot of stuff and we're definitely type A personalities like in my mind, what happened to the Donners, like, if I was the leader, that would never happen. Mm-hmm. If you were the leader, that would never happen. I mean, I've been to your wedding. Mm-hmm. I know how perfectly curated. It would have been very planned to a T, and people probably would have hated me 
or us. Yeah. But they would have been thankful when they got there alive and on time. Yes. And, and, and you know, that's one of the, th- the most thankless parts of the job. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're alive, no one's like, I could have been dead. Yeah, thank you for right? keeping me alive. They're just like, you're <laughs> no. annoying. I didn't want to do that. It's like, but if you're about to die, you're like, oh, I hate you for putting me in this death position. So it's a thankless right. job. We should start using that more often just in regular life, I guess. Just like, you should do this for me because you won't die then. Yeah. Or just like whenever you come over and we have a nice night, then I'll be like, thank you for this wonderful night and thank you for us not dying. Right, right. Yeah, we took care of each other. Go get me a glass of water. If you don't, the ceiling might collapse and kill you, so you should leave now to get that water, husband. Exactly. (laughs) Husband? You know, that's a conversation between me and Mike. Okay, (laughs) Go get me a glass of water. If you don't, you'll die. I thought you were calling me your <laughs> no. husband, which is no, fine. No, I had transitioned I like to my husband life. <laughs> so, I mean, the Donner Party was crazy. Mm-hmm. We And we can get started because we have to figure out who's to blame. And there are a lot of people that um, really fall under that category. Now, something about the... I, I was trying to explain this to my husband and... and I, I was telling him that, Chris, who you know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, all of this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for this guy called Lanford Hastings. Yeah, he's a bad dude. Bad, bad, bad guy. Okay, for for those who don't know this, uh, now I'm going to read you something. This is all according to history.com. Lanford, this is about Lanford Hastings. Okay. Age 27. For some reason, I wrote that down. <laughs> it was important So he's full me. of himself. <laughs> He's a young stud who thinks he knows it all. Okay. Although 27 at that time was like late 30s. Right. It it feels like late 30s. Anyway, (laughs) after reaching Wyoming, most California-bound pioneers followed a route that swooped north through Idaho before turning south and moving across Nevada. But in 1846, however, a dishonest guidebook author named Lanford Hastings was promoting a straighter and supposedly quicker path that cut through the mountains and across the Salt Lake Desert. So to promote to promote this shortcut, he sent riders to deliver flyers to the emigrants on the trail. And the Donner Party actually received one of these flyers. Um, there was just one problem. No one had traveled this Hastings cutoff with wagons. Right. Not even Hastings himself. So despite the obvious risks the Donner Party elected to break off from the usual route and gamble on Hastings back road they now let's just talk I'm I'm gonna pause right right there's a lot there there's a lot there so (laughs) first let's talk about the Donner Party and how they were they left in mid-May now usually the the pioneers left in mid to late April because you know it took a certain amount of time and they had to Get to the other side. Before the snows Before the snow. Right. Very logical and great. For some reason, the the Donners were a little late. Mm -hmm. They maybe couldn't get their act together, packed a few too many things in their wagons, and they didn't start until May, Mm -hmm. which is already, like, to me, anxiety building, right? Depending on what kind of traveler you are, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you like to get to the airport two hours early, that's stressful. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I'm there three if possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so so they, they they start off on this trek and 
I mean, what kind of a person gets a flyer and is told that, you know, there's this short this shortcut and they're like, okay, let's just let's you know what the heck? Mm-hmm. I guess they were running late anyway, so they thought the shortcut w- could possibly help them. Right. Which is really sick. Well, I think also what's interesting about it is it's like you're it's not this is still like uncharted territory. They're like going to the Great West and only so many settlers have done it before them. So it's like I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's different times, but like why do you trust suddenly this new flyer, this new guy? You're just like, sure, we'll go on this new route that a few people have done like you just trust that blindly <laughs> i mean i guess you bring up a good point these are already the kind of people who are 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 risk takers right they're right. they're willing to gamble you know the the whole idea of the pioneers going to the west was that uh they wanted to buy cheap land so they're just like and and the, these were wealthy people the, right. the people in the donner party were pretty wealthy and they just wanted to they wanted more Right. It was what is it the the manifest destiny. Manifest right? destiny. This was, and this was, was pre gold rush, so there right. wasn't even gold. Going to develop the land and take it from the natives. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was their manifest destiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, America. They they sound like super awesome people. Yeah. Um. But so so in this group, and we should talk about the group because it's not just the Donner family. Mm-hmm. There are it's called the Donner Party, but there are a bunch of families. Um, 87 people total. So I know there's the Reeds are a big one. Yes. The Breens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Graves. You've got the, you know, others. <laughs> the Keys- <laughs> Those are the big Key- names. Keysburg. The Breens, I think there's yes. a Keysburg in there. Yes. The Murphys. You know, so it, it's a community and they're all kind of like riding together. I feel like too, from the little bit I have read about to familiarize myself, Hastings was... Like, it seems like true, like, American, like, greed story where he was like, I can create this new path. And he was trying to sell books. Yes. So it's like, I want to get people. He was staying at, like, the whatever the, like, fort was that people would show up before they went on the normal path. to be like, no, you should go my way. Because in my mind, it's like, he's this young kid who wants to strike it rich. So if he can convince people to go on his path and start selling his guidebook, it's just about, like, it's greed. Yeah. It's really what it is. And I read, I, I forget where I read this, but, um, you know, he, well... I don't want to give time away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I digress. Need I need to tell you what happens. Okay. So the, the Donner uh, party elects to go on Hastings, you know, shortcut. And, but they're a week late. So they can't travel with Hastings himself. So Hastings says, not a big deal. I'll leave you notes. I'm going to leave. I have to leave with this this other group that I have to take. But you guys just follow my notes, follow my tracks. Right. And they're like, okay. <laughs> At that point, I'm pretty sure that from what I read, Tamsin Donner, mm-hmm. she's the wife of, of George Donner, who we'll learn about later. But Tamsin is like, by all accounts, very gloomy, sad, and dispirited. About going on Hastings. At the thought of okay. turning, okay. you know, going yes. to Hastings, whom she considered a selfish adventurer. That That's a quote. So, But of course, you know, George Donner was like, shush, shush. Right. Shush. <laughs> Different. <laughs> so had they listened right. to Tamsin Donner, this, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't be talking about this. I mean, it's like the, you're, you, you're a parent with a bunch of young kids. <laughs> 
and someone says we can go this a new route and someone's leaving us notes or we can go the route that everybody else is like waving goodbye from like we're going this route that we know people have made it on and it kind of like comes down to that classic like husband and wife fighting in the car about we should go this way or that way yeah but 1846 is it <laughs> like yeah you got to imagine that unfortunately the woman probably just got shut right down yeah and this is what we're doing i'm so, the man i mean so like next time you're in the car and your partner is driving and they refuse to use ways and mm. then you're sitting in traffic <laughs> for half an hour more than you needed to be then eat their you arm. can just <laughs> <laughs> or you could just say honey I am gloomy, sad, and dispirited. (laughs) (laughs) And then just like slowly wither away in the passenger seat. So, I mean, this shortcut ended up like adding an extra month to their entire journey. So let's just start off the bat. I feel really confident about this. Maybe we put up Hastings up on the board because Mm -hmm. this guy, this 27-year-old is really rubbing me the wrong way. And... Now I'll tell you guys. He, apparently, Hastings died. Like, he was a real, uh, what do you call it? Like, I want to get more. Uh, tre- mm. Not a trendsetter, but those people who were always coming up with new ideas. Um, and I, I think he died, from what I read, he died on a ship to Brazil, trying to get people to go to Brazil. Hmm. Um, so he was always looking for the next best thing. Right. He was or a little bit of a scam artist. <laughs> What are you running from? Right. Full name? Uh, his full name is Lanford Hastings, which I already hate him because mm-hmm. Lanford. I'm sorry for you, Lanfords out D? there. Yeah, Lanford. Lanford Hastings. So I'm pretty. Uh, I'm feeling good about that. What do you think? I feel he's definitely a candidate. He's definitely someone that we should look into. Yeah. A- and feel free to throw in. Any candidates. Okay. Okay. Who you think. I, I, I'm not going to say, you know, Tamsin Donner, she's, you know, she's a victim. She's a victim. She's a victim. But let's talk about George Donner. Okay. And let's talk about uh, James Reed. Yeah. Reed, too. Reed. Screw Reed, right? Yeah, yeah. From you what read I, about Reed? A little bit about Reed. He seems like a real stubborn Irishman. Well, ironically, he was one of the ideal leaders because he had been actually in the U.S. for a considerable amount of time longer than everyone else. Again, these people are new. They don't even know the land. And they're like, let's go on a trip. Right. Um, And he had military experience. But what it says here, the autocratic attitude had rubbed many in the party the wrong way. And they saw him as an aristocratic, imperious, and ostentatious man. He was an asshole. Yeah, he was a jerk. (laughs) Like, I so they just this didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was super qualified, right? And but was Reed was he advo- he was advocating to go on Hastings Trail? He, he, uh, yes, he okay. was, and so was and so George was Donner. Donner. He was actually much older. He was in his sixties, and he uh, was kind of the the first choice to be the leader because people just thought that he was much nicer. But all of them. Uh, I was reading somewhere that every single person in the Donner party lacked uh, the specific skills and experience 
to actually travel through the mountains. So right. That's no one arrogance. was qualified. There's a lot of arrogance to know that you to go on a trip like that and think we'll be fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, as someone who I would planned, never do that. No, I, I would never, <laughs> especially when other people are coming with you. Right, right. You know, I would never be like Harvard sailing team. Someone um, will know how to. Chop Let's just all go to the airport, and right. I'm sure that the college, uh, where where is it in Philadelphia? I'm sure we could get a, a plane ticket once right. we get to the airport. Eight people, right? So we've got James Reed, George Donner. I, I feel like we need. To, I'm going to put them up both up on the board okay. because as leaders, they can't come without fault. Well, and other than her name is Tamson Donner. Tamson. So the two people who are basically the best candidates to lead this group, this party, both agreed that we should take the shortcut. Yes. Tamsin was the other one who was like, I feel a little worried about this. So it's not like even the two leaders had to debate, you know, or it's like one was going this and the other. Like, no, we both agree we should go this way. So it's like, okay. Right. You're complicit. Yeah. <laughs> so Tamsin is like, I, I just feel so bad for Tamsin because she was obviously the the most clear-headed mm-hmm. of the group but it was unfor- unfortunately she was a woman mm. here's where it gets kind of juicy right but they're going along the way and the two wagons two wagons get tangled right right and one of the the people who i, I think is this guy john snyder starts beating the ox of the other wagon mm. and reed kind of intervenes and snyder turns to whip him or to hit him mm-hmm. and Reed then plunges a knife into Snyder. I did read about this and he killed him. He killed him. This is on this is when they're on the trail. This is on the actual Hastings Trail. This is when Hastings they have actually trail. left Hastings Trail. Or, yes. Like on the pass. Or so that. tensions are high. People are getting killed. And the, oh, what, what what I read was that uh, the Donners were actually a day ahead. And so the leader wasn't there. It's just the rest of them. And the United States laws aren't applicable in Past the West the Continental, of the Continental Divide. Divide. That is insane. Yes. And so that, <laughs> that what's there, they're, them without their leader... They just make their own justice. Yeah, they're like, well, 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 yeah. what should we do? He killed someone. Some, uh, I think it was Keysburg. Uh, he says, I think we should hang. I think we should hang Reed. And eventually they just agree that they're just going to let Reed go. And they're going to... They banish him. Banish him. Yeah. And, and they're going to continue on. Reed has an entire family that's on this trail. And so they just give him a horse. Do they even give... I think they give him a horse. No, I think what I read was they banish him and they like send him on his way. He's not allowed to travel. He has to leave his family behind. And they didn't give him any supplies. But one of his daughters snuck off the next day and brought him a horse and a rifle and like some provisions. (laughs) I mean, again, another woman has the foresight to kind of save the day. I mean, true Wild West. This is truly the Wild West. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, at, it, this is the part in the story where you're like, okay, well, Reed was a jerk. So maybe, you know, maybe evil. Maybe good does win sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you know the outcome of the story, you realize he was so blessed. Yes. <laughs> so blessed the to best have thing been. That ever happened to him. Oh. So let this be a, a lesson. Evil always wins. Although, and I'm sure we'll get there, he does kind of like semi redeem himself. In the end, yeah. Semi. Semi. We've got to the James and George. Yes, James. Got and Reed George. and Donner up and and we've got Hastings, you know. Can I just throw in one thing that yeah. something that I read that I thought was like totally sketchy? Yes. I don't know if this deserves to be up on the board, but I read somewhere that these there was a man who ran this fort that was like the last pit before you broke off or went like the regular Oregon Trail or this um, Hastings cutoff. And he knew that it would be advantageous for him and his business oh. if people were going through the Hastings Trail because I guess it was they would bring more people to his for his little store. So um, there was a man who went before the Donna Party even got to this fort and started going on the Hastings Trail. There was a man who went ahead on horse uh -huh. and turned back because he was like, "There's no way wagons are going to be able to get through here." So he turned back and left a warning for the Donna Party, which he knew was on the way and planning on taking it not to do it. Oh, no. And the guy crumpled up. No! There's, there's theories that they, because they didn't want it to hurt their business, concealed <gasps> that information so that they had, didn't get the message and went on the trail anyway. So can you, let's put What's up the guy, guy's name? Guy with, who crumpled up warning. Yeah, well, he owns like That's whatever. Dirty. It's like a It's like a really crappy a post, like an outpost okay. in the middle of the West. And he was the guy who... He just wanted to make more money. He was by... working with Hastings. He was like, yeah, you're going to be more business? Great, I'll tell people to go on your path. That's dirty. That's like, you know, that's like fraudulent... That's dirty. That's corruption. dirty. So they continue. What, what really happens is that the par party forges on. It's, it's a terrible... They're having to like cut trees and uh, wagon wheels are breaking so it's taking them much longer than expected but finally they do get back on the regular trail um it just right it's just it a delayed month them later. so much right yeah that's the crazy thing is it they took a shortcut that delayed them a month and it's like it's not like they just got lost on this trail the trail just messed up their whole time yeah so the trail didn't kill them mm -mm. they actually 
got stranded on the regular mm-hmm. on the regular trail, which was the only thing that might have saved them. Because what happens is they're they're getting over. Um, it's mid November at this point, right? Right. And it's obviously getting cold. We've all we all know what Thanksgiving feels like. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how like we put on our sweaters. It's sweater weather. <laughs> Break out that we, winter we coat. We think it's cute because right. we're drinking apple cider. Right. Um, but it's, if you're a pioneer, it's not that cute Mm -mm. and they get stuck in the mountains, (laughs) right? If you're a pioneer, it's not that cute. (laughs) No, mid November is not cute. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, they're up in the mountains and it starts to snow and they're like, oh shit, like this is not good. So they apparently were, there were cabins. Did you read this? So there there are some some cabins. cabins. From from before. From random other settlers. Yes. Or, yeah. And so they're like, well, let's take shelter in, in these cabins, you know, wait out the snow because uh, it, it, we can't I move. don't think they realized how bad their situation was at the moment. So, you know, I, I think it was one of the, the reeds or the breens, whatever, they, they take the, the major cabin and next to it, like a few people like build some cabins that are adjacent to it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's 87 people. Mm-hmm. It One cabin isn't going to do for everyone. Right. And they're like different families and no one's getting along and everyone's pissed at each other. And then the Donners who are, oh, this was the other thing. The Donners are a day behind because their wagon wheel broke. Yes. And George was fixing the, the wagon wheel. He gets his hand sliced. Yes. And he's like, ah, it's fine. It's just a little scratch. But, you know. You guys go ahead. Exactly. You guys go ahead. We'll be fine. They're, so they're, they start building a, a cabin that's like six miles away. So all of a sudden their quote unquote leader is six miles from where everyone else is. I mean, I run the reservoir and mm-hmm. I know that one loop is 2.2 miles. So it's like running the reservoir. <laughs> Three times. Like straight up a mountain, too. Up a mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Not flat land. So it's not like a practical living situation. So everyone's cold. They're starting to eat their ox. They're starting to eat their dogs. Which have like, by this point, have either died. You know, the Native Americans would come and steal their ox Mm -hmm. while they were sleeping. So they'd wake up and they'd be like, oh, where's my horse? Are you Native American? Oh, God, no. They can't be blamed for anything. No, absolutely not. No, we can't blame the Native Americans. They were taking what was right. (laughs) They were just just like, who are these passerby? Why are you here? Yeah, why are you here? uh, Apparently, they were also doing it uh, in retaliation because the... uh, the the pioneers would just shoot at the Native Americans sure. for no reason. Sure. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> so they were just trolling, honestly. <laughs> they were trolling, and, and as they should. Right. As they should. I mean, let's talk cannibalism, right? Right. Before we get to that, yeah, I want to say one thing that I found very interesting in my reading was that they were, when they got like pretty desperate, they were eating the like hide did you read this? Yes. They were like boiling the hide that they were using to like warm themselves and in their shoes into like a gluey texture. Yes. Like imagine just being like so hungry that you're like eating leather straps. <laughs> and and they started eating clothes. They would rip off like parts of pants. 
so that I mean that's it would just fill them that up. That is hunger. Yeah, I mean clearly they were <laughs> they were very so you know life is miserable. Every uh, like the cabins are cramped, they're filthy, and you know you can't go out for days. And people are eating shoes. People are eating like boiling ox bones. Yes, and the cabins are like it was like something like eight feet of snow, right? Like buried in snow. Oh yeah, like holes in the snow that you would get into your cabin. So they're they're not going anywhere. Right, and food is out. So after a month, they decide that they need to send out a search party in foot, on mm-hmm. foot. So this is when cannibal the, the cannibalism really starts. <laughs> this is where it gets really fun and exciting. <laughs> so they set 15. Okay, the 15 people who are the, the healthiest, the strongest at the moment. It's 10 guys and uh, five women. Mm-hmm. And they set out to they they make shoes for them because they have to snowshoe their way out. Right. And as they're walking out, um it, it's taking them a long time, much longer than they thought it would, and they're starting to starve and and they're on the verge of dying. So they start eating their shoes, don't they? They yes, they start eating the <laughs> shoes that they need to walk in the snow. So I mean, I can't even put myself in this position. Imagine eating your converse because you're starving. <laughs> <laughs> so they they start just uh, considering like drawing lots uh, for human sacrifice, or uh, having two of the men square off this in is, a duel. Yes, this is the most. <laughs> exciting part about this for me because (laughs) to me like one thing i'm a huge fan of is just like true like the human condition like we are so and i've said this for years there's just like a fine line between like what is like our civil normal life and absolute chaos (laughs) and we've set ourselves up in a very comfortable way but back when there's not that many niceties to get you through it's like it's every man for himself and like kill or be killed. And imagine like the psychology of being like, we've been starving or on a mountain. We don't know where we're going or if we're going to survive. So I will eat you. Like, let's duel it out. Yeah. Like that's not, we are, I, I can't, I think it would take so much in a modern time to get to that point. Whereas I could see it, you could need there a little quicker <laughs> back then. It's like, what else? What else are you living for? You're well, just I mean, moving. Think about like I don't, I don't know. It's not not you're not doing this with your best friend, right? You're not they're they're not on this journey with right. their best friends, but they're in this journey with acquaintances and people they've gotten to know over months. So it's like I don't know, like your new your new uh, group of friends at work. You just started a new job and you've got this new group of friends and you've been going to happy hour for a few months and you're getting to know each other and all of a sudden it's dire and you're all. In right. a circle being like, okay, who's going to fight so that one person dies and we can eat them? If you had any beef with one person, that person is probably right at the top of the list. <laughs> exactly. It's like, why, you know, everybody else is cool. The what, What's happening at the same time is that there's two, for some reason, I don't understand why, and, and maybe someone out there uh, knows why, but there are two natives, Native Americans, who are with them at the time. I think their their names are Lewis and... Uh, Sandoval, Salvador, Luis and Salvador. I don't know if they, they were traveling with them or why, but they're part of the group. And so the, the two Native American, Luis and oh, uh, yes, Salvador, they start getting scared that they're going to be the first ones eaten because 
I mean, I remember, all yes, bets are off. Someone, and I read about this, someone mentioned it and someone gave them a warning. Oh. And said, you guys better get out of here because you're going to be eaten. <laughs> I wish Probably we- one of the women was like, get out of here. <laughs> you're going to be eaten. So they do. They leave. They leave. They bounce. And eventually some people die. And so they're, they just start eating the people who have died. So they don't end up not having to do a duel, right. but they die. <laughs> they die and they eat them. <laughs> And, you know, it gives them the energy they need in order to almost finish the trip. But then they're starving again and they don't know what to do. And they run into the two guys. They run into Luis and Salvador, who are who A, had said, I don't want to eat other people, so I'm going to leave. And B, you're probably going to eat me, so I'm going to leave. Right. So they run into the two guys towards the end of the trek and they're starving and you know almost near death and so at this point there's five girls and two guys left so there's only seven left the the five girls are still kicking from from the beginning Mm -hmm. so one of the guys goes up without telling the rest of the group goes up to the two native americans and shoots them Mm. in the head Mm. This is so right for like a horror movie adaptation or something. I mean, this I'm is like real. It hasn't been. God, it's just like I mean, like this is like a Quentin Tarantino film or something. You know, something really, ooh. And so just ruthless. They eat them. They eat those two guys, and that's what helps them make this journey. And it, I, I'm pretty sure it took like over a month mm-hmm. for them to get to some ranch or wherever they were going. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, this is a, a, a half-baked idea of mine. Okay. But I think that we should put just cannibalism up on the board. or <laughs> to bl- Cannibalism is to blame for the Donner Party? Or just um, <laughs> anyone who... Uh, uh, did cannibalism or okay. or was involved with cannibalism the, the first do you do they know specifically who the first person was to suggest it yes no. i remember i can't remember it was one of the guys it was on a this, guy i want to say the it was snowshoe Foster. party i can't remember <laughs> he was the first one to suggest it because the first conversation was like you said it was either a duel or um one of us should die to save the others and be eaten Right, right. I can't. It's some. Guy. I think it was. I think his name was Foster. Okay. I mean, we could say Foster, the the first guy to resort to cannibalism. Yeah. I'm gonna put the first sicko. Mm-hmm. First sicko. Oh, by the way, for for you history buffs out there, they were called. This group was called the four. Uh, they were called oh. the Forlorn Hope. Which is they so don't, sad. They didn't call themselves that, right? No, no, That's they what called. history calls them. We're the Forlorn Hope. We're the seven to... Forlorn Hopes. <laughs> That's our posse. That's a great name for a sketch comedy group. Right. Um, Lots of laughs. <laughs> so they get to the camp and they're like, okay, we need rescuers, clearly. For, they send a, a, a rescue. Oh, they, didn't they? This is a little tidbit. But I heard, I read that when this, when the people who survived this showed up at the camp, they were so like ragged and malnourished that people ran from them at first. Oh yeah, they were Because scared. they looked just like disgusting, <laughs> like probably like zombies, like wandering out of the mountains, like, <laughs> and it, people ran from them and then they, of course, helped them. Yeah. So there, there's uh, rescue missions, like a bunch of them. 
there there's four total um but the you know first one is like shocked oh my god these people are, are dying and they take like 22 people with them and they leave the weaker ones back and that's when the cannibalism really gets intense back at the camp so the no one died during the interim between the first relief party and the the second relief party but they started eating the the people who had already died to the point where like it's it's documented that um one of the the rescuers showed up unannounced oh so they weren't expecting the second yes. rescue mission they showed up unannounced to the camp and a a rescuer sees one of the campers the pioneers holding a, a human leg he was holding a human leg in his hand and the rescuer just kind of like <clears throat> like makes himself known and the guy just throws he it threw down it, on the floor <laughs> yes he threw it yes into i think they said a hole that was the entrance to his family's cabin so he just like threw it into his family who were <laughs> image of someone like bippity like walking with a leg and then getting caught and just like i didn't do it right. i didn't touch it that wasn't me what was that <laughs> what's that that's terror i mean showing up as a rescuer what's your mindset you're like i'm safe here <laughs> or like let's get the f out of here these people got crazy <laughs> i mean the, the, but there were rules too so they were like you're not you, some people wouldn't eat their own yes. family Yes, they made sure to preserve the At separate least in body the parts. Yeah. So in that the you beginning. weren't eating the dead from your own family. That's very civilized when you're eating bodies. <laughs> so there are, you know, there are rules. Mm -hmm. So they discover that there's, you know, a bunch of bodies um, in a tent. And oh, George Donner at this point, his like, in fact, he's got like his whole arm has been infected from that little cut right that he's got he like had. crazy gangrene right yeah he i think it's like all the way up to his shoulder and so finally you know they get everyone out and the last person to be rescued of course george donner um dies mm -hmm. tamson uh stays back with george until the until the very end even though she's healthy but she doesn't want him to die alone and then this is where it gets crazy so there's this other guy, Kiesberg, right? He's the guy who wanted to hang Reed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. back back when he got banished. And Kiesberg's like kind of gone crazy. And he was already kind of a bad guy. He had a reputation for hitting his wife, I think. Mm. So he's already a shitty guy. And he's going crazy. And apparently... When he was found, he was found with a bunch of body parts littered <gasps> no around way. his cabin. Like, he he went mad. So, the three people left at camp are George, Tamson, and Keysburg. George dies. Gangrene. Gangrene. Infection. He's dead. dead. Tamson is apparently like, I gotta get to my kids. And, and she's very healthy. And she starts to set out but then dies. So what nobody knows is, according to Kiesberg, she like fell in the lake and got cold mm. and, and died, you know, died from freezing. Or Kiesberg killed her and apparently he, uh, he 
boasted or he bragged about eating Tamsin later on. Wow. Real villain. Not he never he never said he killed her. But, but he, he did consume he bragged her. about consuming her. Wow. I mean, this guy we gotta put Key, Keysburg up. I I don't know if it was his fault, but there's just some dirtiness that happened mm-hmm. with this guy. Keysburg. K E S E uh B E R G. Keysburg. I think that's how you say it. Sounds right. Um, Something to note, too, here is that this is where I was saying earlier, I feel like Reed semi-redeemed himself, even though he killed a man and was like a real asshole and was banished. He led, he was the one who was petitioning people back in California to send a search party. Selfishly, I think, because he wanted to, like, recover his family. Yeah. But he was a big part of... We got to go save these people and like spreading the word. So it's kind of redeeming in a way. I mean, he's a controversial figure, yeah. that Reed. Um, I, and every episode, I kind of like to talk about a possible hero. Mm. There's this guy, John. His name is John Stark for our Game of Thrones fans out there. Really? <laughs> he re- his name was really John Stark. And he was one of the rescuers who came. I think it was the third mission. And... There were a bunch of kids at that point who couldn't walk themselves. And so he led nine kids or or, or a a group of nine, sometimes like putting three kids on his body, carrying them at once. And that's how he got nine people out. So there are a few heroes out there. I mean, that's not our business to claim heroes. That's not what we do Mm -mm. here. But, you know, shout out to John Stark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good man so we've got I mean, let me just read for everyone who we've got up on the list we've got Lanford Hastings James Reed um, George Donner the crumple uh, note man the first sig- sicko zombie who ate a uh, human flesh and Keysburg the bad guy who ate Tamsin and uh, a bunch of other people and I, tell me what you think I just want to throw up on the board. I just want to throw up. <laughs> I'd like to throw up too. <laughs> I want to throw on the board just westward, westward expansion and American greed. I absolutely was going to say I think we need to throw greed or like capitalism or something up there. I mean, these people a bigger just, theoretical. Yes, they wanted uh, a land, and so I feel like that deserves a little bit of blame. Well, and I think what's interesting about that is it weaves its way. It's not just that these settlers wanted more. It's that there were ways, there were things that were happening along the trail, like Hastings and his own greed, redirecting them so that he could make a buck. Right. Like it's kind of like, it, it's definitely like rooted in a lot of what's happening. It's woven in. And there were people who, once they were on the trail, they were bartering, saying like, I will pay you double for that ox if you'll give me some food because we're a poor family. They'd run out of food. Uh, so there's like, you know, sure. And then people claiming like, you have to pay me now because now we're really starving. So there's like, it's, it's money. It's, it's money. a lot of money. people's vision. <laughs> money, 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 money. It's also, it's itchy feet. We could blame itchy feet. So sure. it's like, why, why did they have to go west? They were probably all fine. They had a nice house. They, they, <laughs> they all had nice houses. Yeah. There were streets. <laughs> so why do they need l- bigger land and bigger houses? So itchy feet. Let's put itchy, itchy feet, feet up on the board. Itchy feet. Um, okay. 
is there are there any other uh people or things that you want to put up there um no not that i, I can think, think that of. this is a good we know what we could do is we could we could put the media on there they're easy to blame for a lot of things <laughs> Because the media was writing big stories about the expansion West. There you go. And people were reading about this in the paper and they were glorifying. And even after this happened, there are accounts that like certain newspapers are going into like crazy graphic detail, like really sensationalized detail about how they ate each other and murdered each other. So just like a good old fashioned media. Oh, hype. that's juicy. <laughs> Pre-inquirer. Right. That's good stuff. Right. Okay, so maybe we start crossing people off and, and, and we'll eventually come up with who is to blame, right? Okay. Um, I, I'm, I say we keep Hastings up there. Uh, just off the bat, tell me, just what's your gut? Oh, who he's... do you like for it? Oh, you mean out of all of them? Yeah. I mean, I want to I wanna blame Crumple Man. I do want to blame Crumple Man. But I feel like Crumple Man is just like an accomplice to like the main villain. You right. know what I mean? Like Crumple Man... He that he wouldn't have had been a part of the store if there hadn't been somebody like that was the catalyst for even starting yeah. the first Yeah. Okay, place. so we'll cross Crumple Man off. But he's not a good man. No, he's a bad man. James Reed and George Donner, I mean, they're the ones who led them. Mm-hmm. That the, those were big faux pas. Yes, I do I think there's a lot of blame to be placed on their arrogance or impatience whatever you want to call it this like well we should try and save some time um and the or their inability to listen to their wives or other people with reason (laughs) being like maybe we should go the route that we know works so i think there's a lot of blame but i don't know like they here they would they were going west anyway right right if they had not heard about this shortcut, they would have just gone the regular way. Yeah. So it could have been different. Maybe they still would have left late and something else would have happened and then they would have still eaten each other in the mountains. But in theory, if they had just gone the regular way, they could, they would have gotten there in time. Although I will say this, the tardiness really bothers me. Sure. The fact that they were so late and ill-prepared, um, it really bothers me. So I'm going to keep them up there along with Hastings sure. because... He was a real dirtbag. Yeah, I think um, Hastings is a big I think we can cross off the first sicko zombie because he was just hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keysburg kind of went mad, so we can cross him off. He's a bit of a victim. Um, right, circumstantial. I don't, I, the media, I get it, and I like. <laughs> the media, I like. But the media, did, yeah, I, yeah. You know, it, it's You a have bit to make your stress. own decisions in life. Yeah, yeah, okay? you can't. You can't just it, believe I, everything the media tells yes, you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And itchy feet, well, you know, that's that's just something that happens. It happens. It we, happens. All, we all have we it We all get life. itchy feet, so we'll cross that out. But Westford Expansion and Greed, I'm going to keep up there. I'm going to so. give it a... Okay, we can't just give percentages, right? Okay. I, I feel Is like the goal to pick like one. Yeah, we thing. have to. We have to get to the bond. Who's yeah. going to jail? Yeah. In in heaven or hell, wherever they are. Mm. Okay, you go first, Clayton. Pick one. This is like my. Your answer, final answer. Okay, I'll say right now, just quick debate. It's definitely between Hastings and Westward Expansion slash American Greed. I think that's really <laughs> like. Because 
I feel like the Donner party would not have ended up where they were if it wasn't for a person like Hastings who was trying to make a quick buck off innocent people and clearly misleading people because he hadn't gone on the journey himself. Right. Nor and, and he or he'd done half of the trail without wagons. Yeah, so that to me is like he's your just your your classic bad guy. Yeah. So I I'm gonna say Hastings who was heavily influenced by his own American thirst for greed and money. So, but Hastings is my guy. You know what? I gotta agree with you. you he was he's just a classic bad guy. Yeah. And in, uh, yes, a, a westward expansion is part of it, but Hastings also like just himself. Uh, I bet you without westward expansion, he still would have done something yeah, he as would dirty have as that. In there somehow. <laughs> okay, well that settles it. Lanford Hastings circa westward expansion is going to the Alarmist Jail. See ya, Hastings. No water for you. Only raw legs. <laughs> Clayton, thank you so much for helping me, you know, get to the bottom of who's to blame for the Donner Party. You know, uh, you out of anyone I would trust to go out west with. Thank you for having world. me and thank you for trusting me on this very sensitive, timely subject. Yes. <laughs> the Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at the alarmist podcast and on Twitter at alarmist the you can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the sinking of SS Princess Alice. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love. 
and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.